Caterpie. Um, Caterpie. Right. Um, I feel like ev- everybody and their mum has owned a Caterpie at some point. Yeah, it's like one of the easiest Pokemon to catch. Um, like, you find it very early on. It's like a good, like, early trainer Pokemon to get you into the habit of, you know, using different Pokemon. I feel like but like it's really easy to get it and it not be particularly good against the other bug types around you and then you'll run into like a Pidgey or a Spearow and it's just fucking useless. Um and to like underestimate it a little bit. Mm. Um I tend not to keep my bug Pokemon that I catch early game, but I do catch them all. I am very, um, like, committed to filling the Pokedex, completing the Pokedex, and I like to do it as early as possible. So I end up getting quite over-leveled by the time I get out of Viridian Forest because I'll get a Caterpie and a Weedle, and I will just fight Metapods and Cocooners until they're fully evolved. Mm. And then I can stop worrying about them as soon as I get to the next Pokemon Center. I can like dump my my new Beedrill and my new uh, Butterfree in favor of something that I, I'm going to use more long term. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my approach to raising Caterpie, which is like not ideal if you're a particularly emotional Pokemon trainer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm very much like yeah, level it up, dump it type of type yeah. of person. Yeah. I see. I'm. I'm, I'm somewhat the the opposite in that I um, what I generally do is I'll have a Pokemon on my team, and then I feel when it's starting to kind of fall behind, that's when I'll like swap it out. Um, yeah. So um, for me, I think that Caterpie, Caterpie, Metapod, Butterfree, but also Weedle, Kakuna, and Beedrill, because if I remember correctly, they are version exclusive, um, like. Um, Butterfree's in red and Beedrill's in blue or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they are really good. Um, they're really good at, I think, teaching you the mechanics really early on. Yeah. Um, like, you'll you'll catch one, you'll catch one, it'll evolve really quickly, and then it'll evolve again really quickly. And it'll actually mm-hmm. be, like, relatively, relatively powerful for when you take on uh, Brock. Um, but then, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because especially if you've picked up like a Charmander, like that's probably yeah. gonna be, like the that's probably actually gonna be your main in Brock's gym, should you have uh, picked up uh, mm-hmm. Charmander. But also uh, I think that the if I'm right, because uh, you can also pick up a Pikachu in Viridian Forest as well. Yeah, um, which again won't be quite to do anything. rare to find, but they are there. Yeah. Yes. Well, I I discovered one by chance back when I was uh, younger. I remember being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this is Pikachu. This is like the this is like the main one." And then from that point on, whenever I would go and replay Red and Blue, because uh, I've I'd go back and revisit them like every every couple of years. Um, yeah. I would hang around in Viridian Forest until I encountered a Pikachu. Um, so, yeah. I, yes, so I'd come across a lot of Caterpies, um, and I would have one on my team at this point. Um, but, like I say, I I would evolve it, and then I'd probably keep it on my team until 
it kind of I'm guessing because I obviously didn't make a like a like a, a note of this at the time but I'm guessing that I'd have probably kept it around about the point that um like my starter evolved into the um into its end form and then I would have yeah. likely noticed yeah like that like Blastoise Charizard and Venusaur are doing like a lot more a lot more damage than Butterfree so therefore I would have yeah. like swapped it out at that point um but yeah I do I think that they're a really good like metaphor for how the game works you know um you're going to catch them they're going to evolve and then you're going to eventually swap them out and that is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that that is a, I think a fair assessment cuz like they are um yeah, they're nice like easy pokemon to learn what you're doing with. Mm. Um and and also I feel like they are good for like leveling up your early team. I feel like maybe the the cocoon based pokemon are obviously easier to level up your team because they basically don't attack you back but uh, i do tend to find that yeah the caterpies um they tend to fuck you up a bit less than the weedles because they don't have poison sting which i think is a uh uh more challenging move to deal with yeah um but i think yeah you can get some really interesting uh you can you know you can figure out your way pretty early on i think caterpie is a good sort of stepping stone for like knowing where you're going yeah um, i also don't think it's a coincidence that um they have um like state that i feel like they're quite heavy on the status attacks and like that's not necessarily been something that i've ever been that particularly uh interested in but the fact that it's yeah got you know um um well, in Caterpie's case, like string shot, but will eventually go on to get uh, like poison powder, sleep powder. Um, um, yeah. Um, what's the one that gives it paralysis? Stun spore. Um, Stun spore. So yeah, I think that if you go down that route again, so for me, like like doing the kind of research for this episode, kind of made me like uh, respect them a little bit more because I think that they have been designed in order to teach you the mechanics and i think that they do actually teach you really quite well yeah yeah definitely i think it's like a good pokemon to encounter to like think about like some strategy a little bit and to think about um how you're going to approach the game as you come up against sort of more you know, powerful, more complex enemies. Mm, yeah. Um, so, um, like I say, I've I've had caterpies. Um, you've you've had caterpies, and you often like dump them. But mm-hmm. I like. I'm guessing that yours will be the same as me. That my main kind of memories of caterpie are from the anime. Yes. Yeah. So I I think. Um, Ash's Caterpie, like, given it doesn't stay for, like, a huge amount of time, all things considered, when you think about how many episodes there are, it really does, um, like, uh, leave an effect. Like, it lingers with you. It has a really clear story. It has a lot of character to it. Like, I like... um, 
you know, Misty is scared of bugs and hates it and it's horrible, but then, like, Caterpie likes her anyway, mm. and Ash sticks up for it. I feel like in that episode, both Pikachu and, and Caterpie are kind of dicks to Ash, because I know he's not, like, a great trainer at this point. He's still learning. Um, but he's... Uh, he, regardless, like, he's unconditionally supportive of Caterpie, and when Misty's a dick to Caterpie... Like Ash has its back, mm. which I think is um, like a very a key thing for like a trainer to do. Like it shows he's not just about the battling; he's about like developing a relationship with this Caterpie. Um, and I think like he makes some mistakes. Like he sends Caterpie out against fucking Pidgeotto. He really probably shouldn't have sent Caterpie out against Team Rocket because like. It is like it really that episode where Caterpie fights Team Rocket gave me like a really misconstrued idea of how good a move String Shot was going to be. Like, it absolutely fucks them both up, and in the game, it does nothing. Mm. Like, it is, and I was like, why isn't it? Why is my string shot not having the effect of the ashes did in that <laughs> show? Uh, why is my string shot so fucking useless? Um, but yeah, this will not be the only time that the show and the game differ in a way that really fucks me off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think, yeah, Ash's Caterpie for like a little bug has some like really good character points mm. some really like cute emotional moments like the bit where you know they're sitting under the stars and pikachu's comforting caterpie is just adorable um and he has some like decent battles as well like mm. um some decent challenges mm. yeah but mainly the team rocket one but not exclusively and i like the way that like you know, you see, like, Caterpie sitting on Ash's shoulder, and I just think that's adorable. That's a lovely, lovely little moment mm. that I think does kind of encapsulate what, like, Pokemon the series is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about those, like, relationships and stuff, which, which is very cute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I I feel like it, it, it develops a lot of, uh, like... You, Maybe like with the games, they kind of looked at this as from kind of a um, kind of practicing and uh, kind of exploring standpoint of being like, okay, let's because we're going to have this Pokemon here for like a short period of time. Let's maybe look at giving it a, a character arc, um, and also um, like what you say to um, see what we can do with not only Caterpie's character arc but also Ash's character arc as well because. Yeah. Because, yeah, because this is almost a, uh, a strengthening and an evolution of how he is with Pikachu in terms of how he supports his Pokemon, but also um, how um, how he's, he is more about, like, um, like developing connections with them versus being, like, like uh, this all-powerful Lance-type um, Pokemon trainer, which I think some yeah. people, when they hear, like, Pokemon Master, that's kind of what they imagine. But actually, yeah, yeah I think that maybe from... It, it probably works better from, like, a, a character narrative standpoint that actually the route that he takes is probably the route that you should actually go down if you want to be a, a master 
as it were. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. And I do I do and I think we we said this before when we were talking about the kind of comparisons between the way Ash approaches Pokemon and the way Gary approaches Pokemon, where Gary goes for like quantity of Pokemon and has a very kind of superficial approach to which ones he wants. Mm. Um, whereas Ash has these like really close, solid relationships with his Pokemon. And I think you can really see that in his story with Catapy because Catapy being the first Pokemon he catches himself, it's like really sweet just how absolutely delighted he is mm. that like he's caught the Caterpie, like he's so excited and it's just you see that kind of like joy come through mm. in a way that is yeah really really indicative of like what it means for him to be a pokemon master yeah and and you um you uh touched on it before it also is um an element of them exploring misty's character arc as well and yeah yeah definitely because like obviously she she again very superficial official reaction to caterpie she just doesn't want doesn't want to be around bugs that sort of thing that's which you know is fair i don't like bugs really like i I, like but caterpie is like really big I feel like I wouldn't be scared of a bug that was, like, this big. I feel like my issue is that bugs are really little and I don't want them to, like, crawl inside my mouth while I'm asleep. Um, and that's why we is... that's why we differ, mate. Because <laughs> you saying that, right, I don't like spiders. Do not like... Uh, yeah. Like if, like, if someone was like, oh, the issue with spiders is that, that they're tiny. And it's like, no, 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 no. If they were huge, it would be worse. I, yeah, I, I get that. But, like... You know where they have you get like a tarantula, and like you go to the zoo and they let it sit on your hand and stuff. Mm. I'd rather have like that tarantula on my hand and then put it back in its like case, because like that that tarantula, I might be like, oh, that's a, a weird animal, but I wouldn't be like, if I'm not paying attention, that might crawl inside my ear, you know. Which I have like that is the thing that icks me out about small things the idea that it will just crawl inside me somehow Mm -hmm. and like i know it doesn't happen because like spiders that are small enough to get in your mouth are like scared of your breath so when you breathe out they run away from like the hurricane that just came at them like they do not go in your mouth it's entirely a myth that people eat spiders in their sleep but it got into my head (laughs) But like, he's like this big. He's not crawling in in my ear hole. He's just gonna (laughs) sit comfortably, you know. Like, so anyway, what I'm saying is, Misty is being silly and irrational, and I'm not. Yeah. Um, but no, I think yeah, the way that she learns to accept Caterpie, um, I mean, she still gets the ick after it evolves a bit, um. But, like, the way that she does gradually get over it, mm. again, is nice. It is nice to see. Like, she learns a lesson about being a bitch. Um, although there is something, you know, to worry about in terms of did she only get over it because, like, Butterfree is a cute little butterfly rather than an icky little bug. 
Mm. I don't know. I, I think that there is some elements of that. Um, I was, uh, I was, uh, I kept on thinking to myself. Uh, so first of all, you telling that story it reminded me of one time. Right. So I've been afraid of spiders for for a number of years now, and um, yeah, and. Um, you telling that story of like having a spider on your hand, right? It reminded me of one time when I was at the zoo, right? And I went into the, I didn't want to go into the ant, into the insect house, right? And I went, uh, and I was like, told, okay, no, it'd be fine, it'd be fine. I can't remember if I was there with anyone, like if I was there with like school or my parents or whatever. But I talked myself into going into this insect house on my own, right? And and I went in, right? Getting, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm over, I'm okay around most insects, but not spiders, right? Come across this spider, mm-hmm. I'm immediately like, oh my god, this is, this is like, this is awful, this is awful, and, and then, right, I went, no, this is fine, I'm, I'm being brave, and I am talking, I've talked myself into coming in here, and, and I was like, and I was like, and the reason why I've been able to talk myself into coming in here is because I know that they're all behind glass. Right, mm-hmm. and I went. I went. Did you hear that, Mister Spider? I went. You're behind that glass, and I'm out here. And I went. I went. You're in there, and I poked the glass, and the glass fell through. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to. Then we had to close down the the insect house. Oh no! Oh, that's mad. Oh no. Uh, so yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. Um, Something I was considering. Um. I was considering waiting until the Metapod episode to bring up, but I feel like I might as well do it now, right? Um, so I don't know if you know this, but uh, Pokemon is um, inspired by, I believe, Satoshi Tajiri, who came up with um, who came up with the idea of Pokemon because he was into bug collecting back when he was younger. Yeah. And, yeah. and it wouldn't surprise me if. Caterpie has had this much kind of thought put into it, and the Caterpie line has had this much thought put into it because it is so based on the core idea of of how it spawned. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, and yeah, no, I think I think you can see a little bit of that by like um, the fun designs of the bug type Pokemon because the first generation does not have the most imaginative designs and I anyone who's like oh first generation of Pokemon was the best so they just didn't know what they were doing got a bunch of eggs it's got ball and a bigger ball it's got a lump of sludge and a bigger lump of sludge it's called a seal <laughs> that's just called seal like it, they really did not put a lot of imagination into it and I think you can kind of see like I know you know these were not the earliest designed ones, but you can see the influence of like real world bug catching in the bug types. Like I think the bug catcher trainer types as well are some of the most memorable. Mm. Um, they kind of like they're they're quite early on and they're quite consistent and they're um, they make a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, I think that this is the first one that we've come across that is like very rooted in the in the real world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, like you can. I mean, it's it's almost called a caterpillar. Like that's how yeah rooted it is to the real world. But uh, unlike um, unlike butterfree is almost called butterfly. Like it's like it's so, yeah. 
they're not they're not the newest uh they're not, they're not the most um i mean yeah none of them are that imaginative like i don't care i don't care but people, terms, who, people, terms... people who complain that Pokemon isn't imaginative just like never paid attention to Pokemon in the first place. Mm. It was mm. never imaginative. You you were just a child that didn't mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you remember back when we did the predecessor to what this podcast became, when we did uh, the the initial uh, Pokemon stream, like two mm-hmm. years ago, maybe yeah. more now. Um, more now, I think. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm getting older. But... Um, uh, I remember my my spicy take because there was like an element of that where you had to do like spicy takes. Yeah. Um, of being like every generation that's come after generation one is like better than generation one. And that's purely because generation one, like everything else builds on. Yeah. 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 Everything else does build on it. And I feel like there are some things that wreck on it a little bit mm. um but i think for the most part they do stay fairly consistent yeah and which and is like, cool and yeah what you said about like the designs like like they do become like much more imaginative like later on like even even our trubbish who's the mascot of the podcast i think gets unfairly mm-hmm. shat on yeah yeah, he does. Mm. I think he definitely does. Because, like, people who are going, like, oh, it's like a sentient bag of rubbish. Like, Grimer wasn't a sentient lump of pollution. Mm. Like, it, it is consistent with the um, sort of logic introduced with Generation 1. Yeah. Speaking of, he is yeah. still right here, I promise. Oh, smashing it. Um, um, but, yeah. But, yeah, oh, and that's what I was going to say my very long-winded point that I was trying to make is um, like I don't know how much influence the show writers had from um, the the games writers and, the, and like Satoshi Tajiri but it wouldn't surprise me if the reaction that Misty had with with Ash who in Japan uh, as I'm sure you may know but for the viewers who may not um, Ash in, in Japan is called Satoshi which is named mm-hmm. after the person who came up with it. Like the way that yeah. that Misty reacts with Caterpie and Ash stroke Satoshi would not surprise me if that was a similar reaction that he had faced at some point. Um, being, yeah. Yeah, like collecting bugs as a child and this kind of them, like Misty getting more, more kind of okay with it as it becomes butterfree, as it becomes a butterfly. Um, like it wouldn't surprise me if that was a similar arc that a lot of people went on with with that hobby for him. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes um, total sense. I think like because because it's also the collecting side of things for him uh, was a bit like uh, like a special interest for him mm. as well, and like um, I wouldn't be surprised if that sort of sense of feeling othered is something he wanted to like pull through into this so that other kids who went through similar stuff like that mm. um like felt seen yeah um it wouldn't surprise me at all if that was like a, a conscious decision yeah I, i'll tell you one other thing as well uh when i think about the kind of the kind of meta 
kind of what's going on around the kind of game's mechanics in terms of yeah um how we experience it as as like um fans um i think we spoke about it on a podcast before but um uh, it's been confirmed that uh the types came in relatively late in terms of the development of the games um and it wouldn't surprise me like what we we're saying about how the bug types are quite uh quite detailed and kind of fleshed out that um, yeah if that was the way that it was designed that the bug type pokemon um were the were some of the first ones to kind of come in or at least be kind of conceptualized given that um given that they've got this as the inspiration and um and that bug type's not going to come in until later. And it does unfortunately get kind of, uh, it, you know, it gets the legs cut out from underneath it. Like, there's not very many, in my opinion, good bug types. But... Um, I mean, they're all... I mean, I think there are now... Like, I think in the beginning you sort of had... Butterfree and Beedrill. Yeah. Where I guess your two core bug types in the, the first games but then you had like scyther which was very cool yeah um and i think like as it went on you got a lot of like bug types that you you got your standard three evolution easy to evolve starter bug type which usually grew into something that was like a decent um early game addition to the team but you likely wouldn't stick with it but then you've got like later much more powerful bug types that just had like like no evolutions just a one-off and that's where you get like your scyther and your heracross um and although and then later on you get like galissapod and you got like is it venipede mm. which is again a really powerful good bug type yeah. um and i really like i really like galvantula i think I think Joltik and Galvantula are absolutely fantastic Pokemon. Like, mm-hmm. like I know it's going to be fucking years before we get to talking about them properly, but like, um, once upon a time I got like, a shiny one in a Wonder Trade, uh, and I added it to my team straight away, and I just loved it. I didn't expect it to be that good. Like, I dumped my Luxray and replaced it with Galvantula because um, I think you're right when you say there's not like loads of great bug types, especially not in the early generation. So I wasn't used to having a bug type on my core team. And I think it was probably Galvantula that changed that for me because I thought the bug electricity one was quite an interesting combo. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I've gone way off topic. <laughs> well, I, I, I had a similar thing with, uh, again, uh, um, I want to say it was the predecessor to what this podcast became, but I, I've definitely told you on a stream that... Um, uh, I've had a Vika Vault as my as like one of my mains, and yeah, uh, I think Bug Electric is like a, a very good combination, um, and um, but yeah, I do. I think I think in the first generation, like Bug type is um, is not not that great, you know, in terms of you know, like you probably will swap it out quite quickly, and then the later ones, you know, that come along, your Pinter and your Scyther. Um, like I mean, like they are they are very good, but I think that by the point that they come back along, um, it it is potential, or at least it was for myself to have your team kind of quite fleshed out at that point, and then yeah, actually finding a slot for them 
then becomes, I think, difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is that is fair. And, like, I understand why you can't catch them, like, too early on, because otherwise you could you just have a really overpowered Pokemon on your team. Because if you get, like, the ones that don't evolve at all tend to have, like, better stats because otherwise you would never use them. Mm. Um, and, yeah, if I think if you got them too soon, it would be too um too easy to like you know they'd be a bit overpowered uh but it is also a shame that like having them slotted in later uh means that you've probably got the better part of your team and it's probably not wise to sit there and be like no i'm waiting for a scyther you know Mm -hmm. i'm I'm waiting for a pincer whatever yeah unless you've been hanging on to like a butterfree for instance knowing you're going to swap it out for a more powerful bug type pokemon mm. but that's just going to be your bug slot for now yeah i don't know yeah. i mean it all depends on how you that. approach it yeah i i do sometimes do that so like um sometimes i don't know if you do the same like i'll go into a game and i'll be like okay um this this one I'm, i want to have like a kind of psychic heavy team or like a ghost heavy team or like or i might go okay this one i'm going to have all like all flying maybe yeah um, but yeah in terms of your regular playthrough that i feel like most people do like most people will pick themselves up a fire they'll pick themselves up a water an electric and they're like and this is not taking into account if you dual type but you'll probably have yourself a flying and you'll probably have yourself like maybe like a ground and then and then that sixth one is probably going to be a psychic or a ghost and then i think mm-hmm. it's really difficult to then stick bug back into that team, given how rounded the the rest of your team has become. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we uh, should we have a look at the, at the deck's entries? Let's do that, yeah. Okie doke. Well, here we go. Let's let's see if, if it's kicking off again. Um, so we've got, we got red, blue... Uh, its short feet are tipped with suction pads that enable it to tirelessly climb slopes and walls, which to me makes it sound more like a slug. Yeah, it does a little bit. Mm. Do caterpillars climb walls normally? I feel like I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't question it if there was a. Although having yeah. said that, if it was like a one foot uh, caterpie, if it was like a one foot caterpillar, how big are they? Let me just scroll up to the top and find out how big it is. Uh, it is one foot, so I suppose if you had okay, a that's one... bigger than I thought it was. How big is Ash? Because uh, Caterpie sits quite comfortably like on his shoulder and he's ten years old. Has he got like a foot long shoulder? Oh yeah, he's. He, I mean, he's he's got a lot going on, hasn't he? He's been yeah. he's been ten for twenty five years. That is true. And like, have you seen like the episode where he like picks up the lava tar? Which yeah. is supposed to weigh like a hundred tons, and then it's just like <laughs> fucking hell, man! Is this child ripped? Yeah, he he never skips leg day, does Ash? Um, do you know what I was thinking about Ash on the on the way to this um on the way to this podcast? You know, I say this as if I like walked somewhere for it, right? But I was thinking about how kind of um Ash, like he's. Like, his body must be, like, absolutely... Like, he sleeps outside every single day. Like, he, he must be, like... He must have just, like, a skeleton made of adamantium at this point because of 
because of how battered he is from his Pokemon journey. And I don't feel like they ever really address it. No, no, they do not. Like, it's not a particularly consistent show, is it? Let's be honest. No, no, it's not. Um, so, uh, I'm just going to... There we go. Uh, just in case uh, anyone wanted to... Th- All right. So, I- so, a lot of these, starting with yellow... Yeah. If you touch the feeler on top of its head, it will release a horrible stink to protect itself. Yeah. And then gold... For protection, it releases a horrible stench from the antenna on its head. I want to know what the smell Stadium is. Stadium 2 is the same. Um, Ruby and Sapphire, from its antenna, this Pokemon releases a terrifically strong odour. Like, I did not clock Caterpie as a stinky Pokemon until now. Uh... Like, I don't feel like it was It was made clear that Caterpie fucking smells. <laughs> Like, it didn't happen in the show. It doesn't have any smell-based moves. It doesn't, Like, I feel like... I feel like I get why Misty didn't like it anymore. She was going like, oh, get it away from me. It fucking stinks. That's a whole different ball game to just, ooh, icky bug. She's like, if if they'd shown a bit where she was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. And she, like, reaches out to pat it on the head and its antenna lets out a cloud of stink. Then I'd get it. Like, they could have used this so much better. This is just completely, like, just feels like it's come way out of left field. No one told you up until now that Caterpie fucking hums. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though. If I'm right, doesn't red and blue come out before yellow? Uh, Red, well, of course it does. Uh, Doesn't the anime come out before yellow? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, pre- that was a long time ago, and I was like five. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yellow comes out after the anime. Like it's inspired by the anime, so that's like a later edition that they were like, right, well, we need to come up with a reason why Misty don't like Caterpie. Should we? And it is adorable. What can we do? Let's make it stink. Well, no, she just said she doesn't like icky bugs. That's fine. She can just not be into bugs, which I feel like is you know something a lot a lot of people don't like bugs. It's fine. Yeah. That uh, was. I, I tell you this right um i i was aware of it because as you can see from my uh image um that's not a string shot that is just that's really a stink bu- shot yeah that is halitosis <laughs> <laughs> um i like the stadium one has thrown me a little bit oh is it still kicking it's off for the large... stadium professor yeah, this stadium professor is a fucking renegade. This la- it has ar- large eye-like patterns on its head as protection. They are used to frighten off enemies. Now I don't know about you, mm. but those like big puss in boots eyes are not scary. They're adorable. Like, and also, is that not its eyes? How does it see? Yeah. If this is an eye-like pattern, where is its eyes? To be fair... I know he's got these down the side, these circles, mm-hmm. which I would not call them eye-like because they're not very like its eyes. Yeah. But, like, what does it see out of if that's just a pattern? Like, did did this professor know this or did it see a caterpie and be like, I'm not getting too close to that stinky bug. <laughs> Maybe that's not a real eye. I'm going to write that down. So it looks like I know something no one else does. Everyone else is going to look at it and be like, eyes. And he's like, nah. Mm. 
that's not an eye. That's a pattern that looks like an eye. Yeah, he's like, look at look at that look at that Pokemon there that is terrified. And it's just like, no, that just looks like it. It's like it can't stand our stinky this buggers. No, 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 no. It's due to the scary head pattern. Scary eyes. But having so, s- having I feel said like... that, right? If you are a, right, if you are right. So I want to show you something that me and you consider to be very cute because I've mm-hmm. just—it's just occurred to me that they are in here. I'm intrigued. Right. So. Oh. So this here, to me and you, is absolutely, uh, absolutely very cute. But should you be one of the neighbor, the neighborhood local pigeons, this yeah. this here would look absolutely terrifying. Regardless. But like, all right. So what? What do Caterpie prey upon? Because it doesn't need to be scary. It's not a predator. It like it eats like leaves and shit, innit? it? Yeah, but like, if you're an oddish that's having your leaves off your head eaten, like maybe that is terrifying for you. Maybe, maybe that is terrifying. Not only am I having my leaves eaten off my head, but it's been done by this stinky ass bug. Stinky, stinky bug with fake eyes. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, as we know, the uh, stadium professor is an absolute, is an absolute G. He 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 speaks it like it is. I feel like um, he, but he has been like stamped down a little bit. By the time it gets to stadium two. He's just talking about the same horrible stench as everyone else. Yeah. I feel like he got silenced. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, uh, is your source on this credible? Uh, and he was like, well, I've, I mean, I've, I don't really want to have a look at it. And they were like, right, you're just going to have to stick to how much it stinks. All like, right. Yeah. And then a lot of it feels very... Um, sensible like sticky feet we've got more of it climbs trees to forage crawls into foliage and camouflages itself among leaves the same color as its body on crystal yeah I, I that t- makes sense i tell you something that i that has jumped out at me right ruby sapphire right has a voracious appetite so that that mm-hmm. like links into your into your drawing but, my little chunky boy but, yeah but um it says it can devour leaves bigger than its body right before your eyes. And we already know that the, that it is one foot in size. But then, So how big are these leaves? Yeah, so it must be one feet and one inch plus. But my, the thing that I think is, is interesting, right? They've gone, they've gone, well, we could do this about, about like how much it eats. But now nah, we've got to mention how much it fucking stinks again. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's eating stinky leaves, and that makes the smell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone knows that uh, that if you have uh, sprouts, it's gonna uh, it's gonna come back to haunt you. Maybe that's what's going on with uh, Caterpie. I am getting very hungry caterpillar vibes from from Caterpie mm. from the little chunkster. Um, it pretty much so it pretty much sticks with those two core points 
it's a hungry boy and it's got sticky feet and a smelly head. Yeah, we've got it. A... It, change, it changes it up a bit. Sun and Moon. Um, when attacked by bird Pokemon, it resists by releasing a ter- terrifically strong odor from its antenna, but it often becomes their prey. So I guess the stink doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Like pretty useless defense mechanism, and it was just like, ah. If someone tries to eat it, it's like, don't eat me. I've gone off. I smell bad. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just lumpy milk at this point. And then the bird Pokemon are like, nah. Indians. Yeah. Whereas a nose pass is like, is like, keep me away from all fucking camping <laughs> at all times. Nose, nose pass is going, please, please eat that stinky little cunt. I do not want it. <laughs> do not want it near uh, me. Uh... Imagine. Imagine <laughs> if, like, like Pokemon was this detail. They were just like randomly, like you randomly had an advantage. Like if it had that like extra element of this Pokemon has like smell type moves mm. and nose pass being a nose is weak to scent type moves. Mm. Um, particularly like, um, you know, uh, uh, Particularly sensitive to like sweet scent and things. Can Caterpie learn sweet scent? I don't know. I don't know. Let's uh, let's have a very quick look. I'm really starting to feel bad for Caterpie. Like Moon uh, makes a point that we made earlier. It's easy to catch, grows quickly, making it one of the top recommendations for novice Pokemon trainers. That came up in our discussion a lot more than its stinky face. Um, <laughs> well. What I think that we've discovered is that uh, uh, smell type should be should be a new type. Should be a thing. Next typing should be smell. Yeah. Um, although people have been saying that sound type should be a thing for a long time, and I can see the logic because you've got like um, Exploud and mm. like Noivan, those things which do have like sa- and also like lots of moves a sound type like screech has been a thing since the mm. beginning like i could see that slotting in quite comfortably i don't know where it would fit in terms of it's like type advantages and its relationships to other types but i think there is an argument for that to fit into the canon mm. um sound type and smell type yeah the 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 Pokedex entry for Ultra Moon makes me feel really bad for Caterpie. Its body is soft and weak. In nature, its perpetual fate is to be seen by others as food. What? Like, poor baby. And like, if you tie that into the one for Moon, it's easier to catch top recommendation for novice Pokemon trainers. Just think about all like the novice Pokemon trainers who go out with their freshly caught Caterpie and they're like, yeah, let's go out and do this. And then it immediately gets eaten by a Spearow. <laughs> Uh, I would have, I would have liked to see that episode. Um, I tell you what, though, to go back, right? I want to ask you, right? If we introduce smell type as a new type, right? Which, uh, which Pokemon are we getting? Are we giving smell type to? Caterpie. Yeah. Um, of course, he's the smelly boy. Um, uh, and then I feel like Nosepass should be weak to smell type. Mm-hmm. Trubbish and Grimer could be smell type. Yeah. Uh, Skuntank. Um, Skuntank. Uh, yeah. Gloom. Yeah. Famously smelly Pokemon. Yeah. Um, 
really a lot of poison types could be spell type <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. But then you could also get like Roselia, mm. who'd be like a pleasant smell type. Yeah. Um, Ivy Saw, as we know from the deep dive Ivy on that. Saw. Yeah, with its smelly bush. I remember you put a tweet out and it was uh, like, since this episode and the last one, it was like, this is not a uh, uh, a Fall Kids Pokemon podcast. Uh, and I feel like we might have to put that out again soon. <laughs> Could like re- retroactively make a bunch of Pokemon smell type. Yeah, but yeah, that's um, that's uh, that like Game Freak, who I know must watch this this podcast. Why wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, get on it. Smell type and sound type. Sound type. All right. I think that's that's all of the Pokedex entries that that have anything unique in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, apart from like malting, I suppose. Um, right, well, should we have a look at uh, the, what Smogon makes of it? Let's do that. Right, cool. So, um, so we've got, um, you can see it there, a... Um, in the L in the LC, which I think is the little cup, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, makes sense. Which is for it's un- a it's a first evolution. It's got low stats. If it has a shit move pool, like I did have a look at its move pool after I asked if it could learn sweet scent, because I feel like that would be if it's got such a big thing about releasing smells. I think sweet scent would be a good thing for it to learn. It literally just learns tackle, string shot, bug bite, and it can learn electro web by TM, yeah. and that is it. Yeah. Nothing else. Uh, that is it. That is absolutely all of the things. Um, in the trading card game, it has headbutt, but not in the actual like video game games. So I could not imagine. Like it literally doesn't get four moves. I can't imagine it being a good Pokemon to fight with. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think, um, like, you would have to be particularly, like, I love Caterpie in order to use it in the Little Cup. Mm-hmm. You'd have to have, like, a team built around, I guess, maximising the effects of Bug Bite. Yeah. I suppose, to be able to send out your Caterpie and it not just get immediately slaughtered. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, attacks are straight up shit. Like, its special ability is run away for a reason. Yeah. Because that's all you can fucking hope for. Yeah. Fucking stinks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, right. Shall we, uh, shall we head into the break? We have to give it our rating first. Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, God, I've, I, was, uh, I, was, uh, I was so excited. You know what? The thing is, right, I've, I feel like I am... We've got into this Caterpie episode, and I was like, "I was like, how much are we going to be able to talk about Caterpie? But now we know it stinks. There's loads. There's loads yeah. we can chat about. Yeah, we've just gone off on a tangent about smelly Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so, um, 
Well, my trubbish rating that I'm going to give to uh, Caterpie is, um, I think I'm going to give it a three. A three? Yeah, three. I was going to go quite a bit higher than that. I was going to give it a six. A six? Because, like, because it is a useful Pokemon in-game for learning how to train Pokemon. Yeah. No question. And I think, like, I would not use it on my team, but I have learned a lot from Caterpie. I have had a Caterpie in, like, every game mm. you can get one because they're so easy to get. So Caterpie is one of the ones that I have plenty of experience with and memories yeah. of also i think its story arc in the show is really good like it's ash's first pokemon he catches by himself and like you learn a lot about ash from that you learn a lot about misty from the arc that they have together and i think that makes caterpie really memorable mm. because it is utilized so well in the narrative of the show yeah um yeah well i do you know what I feel like you put a good argument out there. Because um, my initial thought was like, I went, right, what did I give the starters? And I was like, so it's an eight, and I don't think it's as good as, good as them. Uh, so I was like, right, I need to drop it down. And I was like, how low can I go? But yeah, because of the anime. Because um, of the anime. But also, I think it was somewhat, uh, it might have been somewhat influenced by the fact that the, the professor was like, it fucking stinks, it fucking stinks. Yeah. So, so maybe I dropped... Like, Get yeah. me away from this stinky Pokemon, I don't want it. So, I yeah. I feel a little bit bad for Caterpie. I like, I like Caterpie, and I do feel a little bit bad for it, that it gets, it's just soft and squishy and seen as food. Uh, yeah. So I'm but actually going to jump mine up. Uh, I'm going to jump yeah. mine up to, to a five. Five. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, because as well, like I didn't give it like a one because I was like, thing like there are some there are some Pokemon that could that are definitely worse. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'll go with the five for this. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. 